Hello, today's video contains three scary stories about exes. These are a tad graphic and do have some domestic violence and some sexual assault. So if that triggers you, please click off this video. This isn't so much one encounter, but it was a terrifying experience. I've never told this story to anyone besides the police, but I've been thinking about it a lot lately and only recently realized how much this whole thing really fucked me up. So here goes. I met this guy at a bar one night. We had a great time, partied all night and eventually ended up back at my apartment. After that night, he basically lived with me instead of the hostel he was staying at. We clicked right away and I enjoyed having him there. We dated for almost three months before the first night he attacked me. It was the night that we celebrated my 30th birthday party, had a blast, and passed out around 3am. He had told me that he suffered from PTSD and night terrors. He had woken up many nights freaking out. I was deeply passed out when I was woken up by five quick blows to my head and face. I tried to cover myself not knowing what the hell was going on when I realized my arms were pinned to my side. He was sitting on my chest with his legs on my arms and strangled me before I had any idea where I was. I only remember the light fading and going black as he squeezed harder on my neck. When he let go, the blood eventually rushed back to my brain and I remember seeing him walk to the bathroom. At that point, I grabbed my dogs and ran to my car and took off. He must have passed back out. He called me hours later completely confused of where I went. I told him everything he had done and he promised me he didn't mean to do any of that and that he would never do that on purpose and promised to seek help. I agreed to come back on the terms that if he ever scared me again, he'd be gone. Exactly one week later, again in my sleep, I woke up with him on top of me. I slowly pushed him off and pretended to get ready for work. Out of nowhere, he jumped up and sucker punched me in the mouth. I fell onto the bed and he again tried to strangle me. This time I didn't fight it and pretended to pass out. He let me go once he thought I passed out and went into the kitchen. As soon as he left, I grabbed my dogs and booked it to my car again. I jumped into my car and locked it. This time he chased me. This is when I realized this wasn't some PTSD nightmare sleepwalking freakout. He was a psychopath. He was awake and very coherent. He started screaming that he would burn my house down if I didn't come out trying to break my windows and get into my car. As soon as I got my doors locked, I called the cops. He went back inside. When the cops arrived, I told him that he was crazy and might try to attack them. When they went in, he was quietly awaiting for them and went with them without any resistance. He knew what he did. It wasn't until the trial that I found out that he had a knife under the bed. When he let me go and went to the kitchen, thinking I passed out, he went to get a butcher's knife and left it on the bed to chase me out. No one could prove what he was planning, but I'm convinced that he was going to stab me to death. He wasn't charged with anything at the end because the DA pulled some fancy luring maneuvers and tricked him into walking right out into the arms of the ice as soon as he left the courtroom. I have to say that that was satisfying to watch. He was deported and banned from the country. 
he continues to try to contact me on social media by making new accounts to try to get me to help his appeal and be allowed back. Nope. He still claims that he wasn't awake for any of this. I don't know what to believe, but I know that I feel a fuck lot safer with him on the other side of the globe. I've been having a hard time sleeping since then. I kind of brushed everything off and carried on with my life, as if nothing ever happened. Thinking about it recently, I realized that being attacked in your sleep and coming that close to possibly being a murder victim might cause some long-lasting psychological damage. I am considering seeking help. I think maybe sharing this story for the first time might be a healthy first step. So this story I'm about to tell you just happened recently. But to connect all the pieces correctly, I have to tell you a little backstory as well. So I'm a 26 year old gay man and a few months ago I got a message and a friend request from an ex. This ex was my first when I was 16 and he was 5 years older. Long story short, he dumped me right before Christmas. He claimed he couldn't handle the age gap and completely shut me off. I was devastated and was depressed for 6 months after this happened. I was only 16 at the time, so I haven't heard from him in ages. In the random times I would stalk him on social media, I never found anything. A couple years ago, I did find a Facebook page and saw a few posts of his family members, and it almost looked like he had died. I assumed suicide or something similar, and I actually kind of forgot about the whole thing. Then I received a friend request and a message. Me being the nice person, I decided since I was completely over him, I would engage in conversation and see what happens. Everything was normal for a situation like this, and he explained that he went to jail for a few years. After chatting for a while, while catching up, we stopped talking for a while. Nothing unusual either. Then a few weeks ago, he started messaging me again. This time, something seemed weird. He was talking about relationships and getting very upset over details about my current relationship. I thought this was extremely odd and kind of stopped chatting back. Suddenly, there were posts on social media and mass texts that he needed help. He was getting kicked out of his apartment. But the odd thing was, he was just moving to another apartment. After a few more random text messages ranging from, I need help, I can handle life, come hang out on the rooftop, and just condescending updates online, he finally asked why I hadn't responded to any of his help requests and how he thought I was better than that. At this point, I was really annoyed and decided that I would just end this. I told him that I didn't think our friendship would work, and I was glad to catch up and wished him the best. No response. I figured he got the message and was just not going to respond. A few days passed and still no response. I deleted his messages and moved on. Two days later, a flower on my porch... I didn't think anything of it and continued on with my everyday life. Then I noticed some other odd things. Around my house, some of the plants were pressed down like someone had stomped them. It was only around my bedroom window and my bathroom. My backyard looks out over a farm and woods, so I never had my curtains closed. Thinking this was odd, I still never connected the two things. I figured that animals must lay down there or something. A couple days later when I came home later in the evening, I noticed the power was off to the house. 
I noticed a storm headed to us, but it hasn't hit yet. Plus, we don't normally lose power. I pulled my keys out and opened the front door, leaving my car in the driveway instead of the garage. I live in a really safe area, so I didn't even bother locking my car. Inside my house, the curtains were still pulled shut, and it was semi-dark. With no power on, the air was starting to get stuffy. I put my stuff down in the kitchen and headed to the basement to check the power box. Walking down the steps, I heard a noise on the other side of the house, but I didn't stop as I have cats and they tend to jump and run around. Everything was on and nothing looked odd about the electrical box. I walked back upstairs and at this point, I saw a figure out of the corner of my eye. I froze, my mind raced, and my only thought was to act natural, as if I didn't see anything. I faked a little sneeze to make up for the sudden freezing. I quickly pulled out my phone and texted my friend, 911, help, and quickly called her. She didn't pick up. Damn it. I casually left a voicemail. Uh, hey, I just got home. I have no power. You and Dave said you're still coming over like you said? Just come in. The back door will be open. I tried to sound casual, but off for her. Dave is actually her father's name, and we've never called him by his name unless she was telling stories about his time in the war. She was also not supposed to be coming over that night either. I casually walked to the back door, trying to watch my entire surroundings. I didn't see anything or hear anything. I just started to think that my mom was playing tricks on me. I go to unlock the back door, and the screen door is always locked. Both were unlocked. Try not to panic, I just opened the door and let the screen door open. I slowly turned and tried to think of something else I can do that might casually get me out of the house quickly. As I was standing in my kitchen, thinking about making a run for my car, I heard a loud bang outside. I jumped and ran to the front door. Nothing. I looked over and saw my car's interior lights on, though. Did someone just break into my car? I turned to grab my keys from the kitchen when I saw something move in the living room. I don't know why I said, Hello? As soon as I did, I wanted to kick myself. I slowly moved to the kitchen to grab my car keys and run but they were gone. How were they gone? That's all I remember before I was waking up in my bed, all the lights on in my bedroom. It felt like a truck had hit me. My entire body was sore and heavy. My eyes slowly focused on the room and I managed to pull myself into the sitting position. What the hell happened, I thought. I slowly stood up and searched for my phone. It was on the kitchen island. The time was 2.30 a.m., I quickly searched through my text messages. Nothing that was odd. Feeling a little less groggy, I checked my doors, windows, and all the rooms. I don't fully know what happened that night, but there was no evidence of someone being in my home. I didn't sleep for the rest of the night and honestly felt a little bit crazy. The following morning, however, was a different story. I had finally fallen asleep sometime after 4 and I woke up around 8 a.m. to a text message on my phone. It was a random number and it only said, Last night was fun. We should do it again. With initials after it. I just froze. Those were the same as my ex. I immediately texted back, What did you do? But I got a message back saying the number was invalid. I never heard anything again or had any weird occurrences again. Hopefully I never do. 
So the story happened to be the first year of high school. I met a guy called Nathan and we became close very quickly because we were both introverted and shy. So we understood each other and were comfy around each other. I was very emerative because he was the sweetest and the most respectful boy I've ever met. He always made sure I was okay and not scared with him because I'm a very shy person. We were very close and he was very handsome so everyone thought that we were together and a lot of girls were into him and I thought I was into him too which was not wrong. We were just friends but we started flirting a little bit but we were both young and shy 14 years old so nothing happened. The next year of high school he moved to another city and we stopped talking. Not because we stopped liking each other but just because life made it this way. After one year we started talking again and we were both very happy and had a lot of fun talking on snapchat and even started flirting a little bit. He decided to go back to the city where our school was and asked me to hang out with him alone. I was totally okay about him because as I said he was very respectful and I trusted him deeply. We saw each other two times alone and everything went well. We had a lot of fun and I felt very safe. He asked me to come to his house for a party with me and his friends that I know too because some of his old friends are mine too. I said okay and went to his city which was far away from my home. Obviously there was some alcohol and Nathan and I were laughing about it because I get drunk quickly but I was totally fine with being drunk around him because I knew that he would protect me from any danger. So I started drinking around 10 p.m. but not a lot because I was supposed to come home the following day in my friend's car and I didn't want to vomit in the car. Since I did this I don't have any memories of the party except the fact that I danced with Nathan and all the stuff which happened in the very beginning of the party before drinking. In the morning I woke up in a room but I don't remember if it was the place I fell asleep in. I felt very sick like I'd never been before and it was very hard for me to move. I was almost paralyzed. I succeeded on standing up and looked out the window just next to me because I heard some noises. I saw the person who was supposed to drive me home leave the house. Trying to scream to catch her attention even though the windows were closed, I was too weak to scream or focus on anything. I fell asleep again because I was very sick and woke up a bit after but I was still tired and I searched for the phone around me without finding it. It seemed weird because I always kept the phone right next to me. I was still tired and a bit sick so I laid there and closed my eyes. A few minutes after I heard Nathan entering the room and touching me, checking if I was okay. I don't know why but I kept my eyes closed and didn't move. Also I had my back to him so he didn't see my face and I guess he thought I was still asleep. When he left the room he locked me in and I started panicking. Why would he lock me in? I didn't focus on that because I trusted him, but I had a weird feeling. I rested for a little and woke up and knocked on the door of the room. Nathan opened it up and I asked him why he locked me in the room and why my friends left without me. He said he locked the room because he didn't want anyone to bother me and that I was very drunk and he was worried. So he preferred letting me sleep in even though my friend was leaving and his aunt was coming in the afternoon and he would ask her to drive me home. After that, I started looking around for my phone but couldn't find it in the mess because of the party. Nathan told me that he would clean the room and we would probably find my phone. 
but he wanted me to eat first because it was already around 12. So we ate, but I noticed his brother didn't come out to eat too. I didn't say anything because I suppose he was just busy playing video games or just wasn't hungry. Later in the afternoon, Nathan went upstairs to clean the room where the party had taken place and I stayed downstairs watching TV. I was bored and started feeling stressed out on the fact that I lost my phone and that I hadn't seen his brother and his aunt hadn't come here yet. So I started looking in every room, but his brother wasn't here. When I wanted to go outside to check if his brother was out there, I saw every door in the window were closed and I started stressing out. Also, I was not hearing any cleaning sounds. Nathan heard the sounds of me trying to open the doors and came downstairs and told me that his parents told him to keep every door closed when he was alone. But he's not the type of guy that would listen carefully to his parents, so I started to doubt him, but I kept calm. While he was checking to make sure everything was closed, I went upstairs quietly and started looking for my phone again. But instead, I found a backpack with not only my phone, one pad of sleeping pills, where two pills were missing, and ropes. You can't imagine how panicked I was. I had just enough time to take my phone before Nathan started coming up the stairs very quickly. He saw that I had my phone and started looking at me in a way that he never did before and tried to grab the phone from me and catch me. I was panicking, but thank God I had the idea of saying, if you try coming close, I'm calling the police. I ran as quickly as I could downstairs and ran into a window. I don't know what I did to be so lucky, but I punched on the window hard to make noises and the postman saw me and understood that I was in danger. I'm very lucky because in my country, postmen usually work in the morning and very rarely in the afternoon, around 4pm. Nathan saw that the postman saw me and stared menacing at Nathan to let me go and he did. So I ran as quickly as I could to the postman's car and asked him to drive me to the closest train station and he did. He also asked me if I wanted him to call the police, but I was in a state of shock and invented a story to make him stop worrying. I came to the police a few days later and they told me that I was probably drugged and that's why I was sick and so tired. I won't tell you about what happened next because of privacy, but I'm fine now and Nathan got what he deserved. <laughs>